I can always, I can teach how to start a brand. I can do that and we can work on that. But if we don't take a step back collectively and figure out what our foundation is and how we want to live our life, then it's going to be really hard to, in 2021 and beyond, to run a thriving business. At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. another episode of Mystic Podcast and this is Daniela. I am so excited today because we are going to talk one of my favorite topics outside of the mystic realm. I don't know if you guys know but I went to graphic design and interior design school and even though I did not finish any of those I loved my time there because I got to learn so much and I'm so obsessed with like graphic design and images and creations and all that has to do with just, you know, the creation of something that is in your head put into the physical form. So our guest today is Melissa Hall and she is a brand strategist and speaker and educator that works with fashion, lifestyle and wellness company. So today we're going to dive into a little bit of a different topic that we normally would but also cover Melissa's journey with cancer, with eating and her whole idea of shifting the hustle mentality of entrepreneurs towards a balanced and mindful work. So it's so interesting because Melissa lived in lives in New York and she comes from the fashion industry and but she's also now moving towards working with the small companies and working with entrepreneurs and healers and coaches and intuitives. So it's so exciting. This combo has just so much to take away from from not only, you know, her lifestyle and how it changed everything for her, but also just picking her brain on so many good nuggets when it comes to branding, when it comes to creating your brand, when it comes to what to think about when you want to start a business or when you already have a business and are trying to take it to the next level and get really clear on what is your message and who are you here to serve. So I think this conversation, it's an absolute just gem and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And just to give you a little bit about Melissa, like I said, she is a strategist and speaker and educator, but she's also the founder of Melissa Consulting and The Emerging Designer, which is a network for designers and creative professionals. She has taught at the Fashion Institute of Technology for the past decade, helping fashion design entrepreneurs grow their business and in 2020 she launched the branding accelerator program in her last venture the wellness and work project that aims to help others balance their health and professional goals she's also the advisor of made safe a nonprofit that provides non-toxic certification for consumer goods Melissa is just such an amazing human being and there's so much to learn from her and I can't wait for you to just Dive in with us in this conversation of business, wealth, health, and all the things in between. So without further ado, let's go right in. So welcome, Melissa. I'm so excited that you're here. And like I was just saying before, I'm obsessed with your work. I'm obsessed with everything you're about. And I am just so excited for us to have a fun conversation about. So welcome. Thank you for having me. 
Of course, of course. I'm so excited um, to just dive into a little bit about your life first, and then we can dive into the business part of things because I just want to pick your brain <laughs> okay. on everything that, you know, because it's so cool, all the brands that you've worked with and, you know, your career and everything. And I am obsessed with branding. I don't even know if people know this, but I'm obsessed with branding with, um, I went to school for graphic design. So all of that is just like so exciting to me. But to begin with, I want to just kind of tap into a little bit of, of this wellness that came into your life, you know, due to your cancer and things like that. So I want you to just share the story of where you come from, um, you know, and, and the evolution of what your brand is now, which is a lot in wellness and a lot into mindfulness that I'm guessing it was not like that at the beginning. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's been a wild ride the past five years. And actually, this month is five years of me um, being in cancer treatment. Although I still have that diagnosis, I've eliminated that word from my body, um, from who I am. So, you know, doctors and medical community could say one thing and I totally say something else. Um, but, uh, you know, before my diagnosis, I was, I was healthy. I was living in New York, working out, eating well, um, wasn't tapped into mindfulness at all. Um, but then once you are diagnosed or once I was diagnosed, I was like, what is going on in my body, on my body and around my body? And immediately I became aware of what was, um, in my world and so that started the wellness journey. And so immediately I was looking at what, what I was eating and putting into my body and on my body. Um, and I started to make changes. So I went to, uh, I started a plant-based diet, uh, you know, making sure I started using, you know, herbs, very, you know, gentle herbs, whether it's turmeric or ginger, um, you know, to be quite honest, you can't go into heavier herbs if you're in chemotherapy. Um, so, but just being really mindful. And then as, you know, every life, my life progressed, then I was like, how do I tune into my body and tap into, um, you know, what's going on in my mind, um, doing scans, um, you know, so spiritually, mentally, um, I was understanding who I was as a person. So I could then um, really take who I was and start impacting others in a different way. Um, and so as years and years progressed, like in these past five years, I've just, I keep learning and I keep growing. And that's the beautiful thing. Um, you know, it's, it's always that ride that you're on and I'm just excited to learn more every, every single day. So that's a little bit. Yeah, it's so interesting. Thank you so much. It's so interesting that, you know, it's like a never ending mindfulness evolution. It's like a never ending, you know, awakening towards who you really are. So thank you for sharing that part of the story because you live in New York or you were living in New York before this. And I bet the city life is also very hustly and very, you know, like go, go, go. And, and there's so many things and so many ideas. And especially, you know, you're coming from the fashion industry and the branding industry and all of that. I feel like there is so much hustle in, in those kind of environments because um, you're just kind of outside of your body all the time. And then you're working for something outside of your body. And then all of a sudden you start to realize but what's inside, like what you're saying, I, I think it's so beautiful 
about what you put on your body, around your body, inside your body. How, is that like when when you talk about that, you talk about that not only food, but is that also you know clothes, and is that also environment? Um, yes, that's a great question. So first, it started with what I was consuming. So you know. From the food, where am I sourcing my ingredients? What does the supply chain look like? Um, you know, if you really go deep into it, you realize that one, there's a big carbon footprint, um, food that's yeah. produced produced locally versus that's shipped in that might have chemicals or not organic. Um, so that was like step one. But then on, you know, whether it is um, makeup that I was putting on or lotions, um, uh, that, you know, that plays a huge effect. I mean, in the U.S., there, um, you know, there's so many chemicals and ingredients that we put on our body that aren't banned as opposed to, you know, Europe or outside of the U.S. So we don't have those strict regulations. And those are uh, a lot of the chemicals that aren't regulated are estrogen disruptors and can wreak havoc on the body, cause cancer, cause autoimmune, cause so many different types of diseases. So that's where I started to become aware of what I actually put on my body. And then around, um, you can start from like the micro level, from even your households to your household cleaning products, um, to just your environment, what your air is like. Um, and then um, outside. So in New York City, it was smoking and the the noise pollution and air pollution. Um, so that's our environmental, but then also around like who who are you? Who are your friends? Who are you hanging out with? Who are you inspired by? You know, are they uplifting you? Are they um, bringing you joy? Are you learning from them? Is it a mutual relationship? Or are you around people who, you know, perhaps are lower energy or just you're, you're, you don't see, you know, our wavelength or just common interest? Um, and that all plays a part in your stress level, in your perception, etc. So if if we really want to drill down to in, on, and around, it, it's definitely complex, but I've taken the time to really be mindful of those three areas. And it's so interesting because, you know, a lot of the things that we do, it's just like programming, you know, like everybody else is doing it. So I'm also going to do, I also believe that when it comes to friends, we evolve so much and so fast, especially those in everybody listening that is into personal development, into spiritual awakening, into, you know, bettering themselves in their lives and creating a business, of course. And I feel like when we're in that kind of evolution, we don't really look around and say, you know, is this group of friends or is this people that are around me, you know, with me on this journey or are they perhaps not wanting to go with me? And I think because of that, we carry so much energy and so much energy leaks and so many people and clothes and things that fit at some point in our lives, but do not fit us anymore. And is that kind of detachment that we don't look at? So as you were talking, you know, me just kind of thinking about like doing a scam of like, you know, do you do this because you want to? Like, is this your decision of what you put in your body, how you dress, what you put, you know, as makeup or as lotions or whatever, where you live? Or is this just because you're still living a life that um, fit you at some point, it doesn't fit you anymore, and it's time to change some of those things. But 
you know, coming from, as we talked about the hustle and, you know, having a, a business for yourself and creating whatever is it that you were like, what you were creating at the time, how was this, you know, personal change into the business? Cause you know, a lot of the, like our businesses are a mirror of who we are, I believe, especially as entrepreneurs, our business is a direct reflection of who we are. And I feel like as we change and evolve, so does the business. So as you were going through all this personal, you know, huge, big changes, how was that to come into the business? And how did people kind of, what was the feedback and what was the whole journey of, of integrating this into your brand? That That's such a great question. And I had this huge aha moment. So, um, you know, I was focusing on emerging designers and how to build a business and opportunity and really the business of fashion for startups. And um, it was beautiful. It was great. But then I started going on, you know, my wellness path and I had a lot of aha moments. But at the same time, I started, well, I've always uh, spoken to my community, whether these designers were in New York City, outside, international. But the conversations that I was having um, weren't just about business. They were about survival. They were about wellness, tapping into mental health, physical health. And what I realized is that so many people needed not just business support, but support in their personal lives or an outlet. And I heard things from people talking about like how they were thinking about committing suicide to being oh, wow. broke or just the day-to-day -day stressors. So like the full spectrum. And so that allowed me to take a step back from what I was doing on my day-to-day -day business and my experience and their experience and to say, okay, I can always, I can teach how to start a brand. I can do that and we can work on that. But if we don't take a step back collectively and figure out what our foundation is and how we want to live our life, then it's going to be really hard to, in 2021 and beyond, to run a thriving business on your own terms that you love, that you wake up every day and say, I want to do it because entrepreneurship is too hard. And so, Indeed. yeah. So the feedback was, has been really wonderful because it continued to humanize this experience of running a business, but knowing that it's okay if you have like a hundred dollars in your bank account or you might have to shut your business down or you might have to focus on yourself a lot before you can maybe make a new collection or, you know, get on Instagram or whatever that was. So I'm grateful that I've incorporated, you know, this idea of wellness into not only the fashion industry, but I've started to work with other people in the wellness industry, lifestyle brands. And, you know, that is my niche. It's not just about the business. It's about, your foundation in health and business first. I love that because I'm just thinking about the times and when we live in, in which we live nowadays and it's like anybody can start a business. I believe that, you know, this was not the case 10, 15, 20 years ago where you've had to have big capital and you had to have, you know, big networks and things like that to start a business. And it's like anybody can do it 
at any time, which is an amazing, amazing thing. But it's also like, you know, it's not for everybody, I believe. And also, and when I say it's not for everybody, I believe what I'm actually saying is the self-discipline that it comes with it, the understanding of who we are as a CEO, as somebody that is creating a company, you know, because it's a direct reflection of who we are. So when it comes to that, I would love to pick your brain on on the branding part of things. Like, how do you see that mirror of somebody that is one ex- Everybody listening is probably loving, you know, the idea of talking to you about branding and how that comes into the into the into the picture of creating your business, because I also believe it evolves just like mindfulness, just as like growth and evolution. Like it's not just one thing that you're like, okay, this is my brand. It's just like always evolving. So how do you how do you kind of start? And then also for the people who are maybe a little bit in and want to change something and want to continue to go because like I said, you know, this is so available for everybody, but where do we even start? Yeah, that's a great question. I completely agree. It is entrepreneurship has become so accessible, but I think mm-hmm. the one that that really um, continue to make an impact is um, one being grounded in themselves. Um, I recently did a workshop on how to tell your brand story. And one of the things that I asked. It was the most simple question, but it stumped just about everyone, whether this person was at the C-suite level or just starting out was, what is the story you want to tell? And I think that's really powerful, like really thinking about the story that you want to tell and really taking a deep dive into yourself and saying, okay, these are my strengths. These are all the things that I've done, but what are the gaps? And what do I need to start doing and showing up as to get to not that end game, but to really actualize my story? So I think that's really important. One is getting grounded in who you are, then to be able to, um, you know, find, what I say is fine tune your house. Like use the example, the reference of a fashion house, you know, there's the, Dior, Chanel, we all have houses. And what we're doing in that branding process is really asking ourselves, what a, what is what does our house look like? And then from that. there, really um, know that you're in a safe space while you're building your house. You know, you're, you're fine-tuning what you want to say, how you're different. Um, how is that compelling to, you know, your customers or your neighbors, you know, in your community mm-hmm. and getting that clarity around that. So that's my first step, like really defining your house and what you want to say. And then when you're ready, um, that's when you open your house or start marketing, pitching, mm-hmm. selling. Um, and so, you know, that that initial part is focus and clarity and consistency. And then, you know, applying those same principles. And, you know, I believe when you understand who you are and what you want to say, then that fear of imposter syndrome um, mitigates, it lessens, it doesn't then go away, because that that would be false (laughs) if you were to think like, ah, but um, you, you start to see the path more clearly when you work on your architecture and house. Absolutely, because I feel like you feel a lot more supported. But my question to this would be, do you believe that it is important to do this before you start? Or can you start and figure it out on the way? 
I think that people who try to figure it out on the way are less efficient because Mm. in my experience, what happens is you're trying to do so many things and you have one area of expertise. Maybe it's you are a fashion designer or you are a coach or you're, you're putting out your favorite candle, whatever that is, you know, but you have an area of expertise and then everything else, you're kind of learning on the fly. Um, and you're trying to put the piece, put the puzzle together. But if you would have started from, let's say the beginning and figured out your house, that puzzle is going to come together a bit more quickly. Because a lot of times what I have are people who take that initial time to get the foundation and it's like they have a blueprint for their house. But then the people who kind of try to figure it out, they waste time, money, and there's a lot of confusion. Mm -hmm. So then we have to backtrack. And that could be something as executionals backtrack your photo shoot or your overall communication strategy or the product. And that's, again, time and money. Um, And then, you know, there are people who need to rebrand and we take them through the same process. Um, but they have learnings, but when you're in that middle phase where you kind of skip some steps, that's, that's actually really heartbreaking for me because a lot of times people don't know what they don't know and they Mm. probably shouldn't have moved full speed ahead with financial investments, with time investments without the foundation. I hear you. This is so interesting because I think within my journey, I found both like, you know, I I went on full speed. And then I was like, wait a minute, what happened? And then I have to go back. And then you build that foundation. And ever since you build that foundation, for example, for me, when I created my brand, I feel like um, I changed so much, I like to change, I like to create. And what I think is I've heard people sometimes that they feel a little like boxed with their branding, like, I can't change it, I have to just kind of stay within this box that I created for myself. And I think what I've looked at that and something that you were saying that just came to mind was. I see it as like you have your house, right? But your house goes through different um, seasons. So for example, you, you know, in the winter, you may have a different collection than the collection that you show on summer, but you're still, whether it is, you know, Gucci or Prada or like whatever it is, is a still the same house, but the house has different um seasons and and you can change within that so but I think that you couldn't have that kind of freedom if you don't know the foundation so so if somebody that because I think branding it's such a cool world word but also like what is that is it just it's just the is it the graphics is it the website is it like what is branding yeah um great question because that word is thrown <laughs> around it is you know everywhere and so it's on very surface level, it's beyond the logo and font and typeface that mm. you use and beautiful pictures because so many people are like, oh, my branding's great. But then they can't communicate um, a lot of things that, you know, make up a brand. And so I didn't come up with this quote, but I use it all the time. Branding is what people say when you leave the room. And when you think about that, you know, we have our own opinions about. That is so interesting you know, a person, a retailer, a store, a product. And so um, 
So that's just one easy definition, but I think it is all of your touch points, whether it's you, the individual, your product or service, your employees, your office space, your showroom. It's, you know, it's this entire ecosystem. And it's also, you know, knowing, you know, that environment, that ecosystem that, that, that you have, but it's also understanding who you're serving, who that client is, that customer is, or that um, working target, which I like to call because so many entrepreneurs are like, well, I'm new. How will I know? But you at least have to go through the exercise, exercise of saying, you know what? This is who I perceive this to be. And I will get the data and the insights, um, you know, primary, secondary data to figure that out. And as I continue to grow my brand or tidy my house season after season, you know, as you said, um, I'm going to continue to hone in on that customer and that customer's life as well. So that's how I define branding at the most basic level. I love that because, you know, I remember, I think it was one of my students at one time, you know, she reached out to me and, and asked me about something and I told her, what is your branding? Like, where is it? What is it that, you know, you can't just copy somebody else and, and then expect to have a brand that, you know, people remember because they're just going to remember the copy. And she was asking, but what is branding? So I think this makes it so clear that it's not just because for me, everything is about the pictures and the colors and the graphics and things like that. But what I really have to or ha have had to hone in was, you know, but what is the customer experience and what is the message behind it? And what are we actualizing? Because I think this was a word that we kind of skipped, but I want to go back to in the terms of like when you're telling a story as a brand and when you're creating a business, you know, as, a, you're, as an entrepreneur and you're creating this thing. I also feel like you are the actualized version of your brand. So if let's say you're selling um, fashion and all of a sudden you walk in and you look like a rag that just came out of like a hippie rag, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, unless you're, you're selling the hippie style, it's going to be really off brand and it's not going to look, it's not going to be credible. So I think that that's also part of the branding that a lot of people don't understand that it's like when you talk about being on brand, it's being that actualization of the story that you want to tell or, or how would you see that? Can you, sorry, can you repeat the question again in terms of like the actualization? Is it personal or both? Yes, that's my question. It's like when you talk about the actualization of the story, what is that even, like how do you see that and how does that come, you know, in like day-to-day -day life? Okay, I get it, I get it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, absolutely. It's when I look at a brand, I look at the founder and then the brand. So both have stories. So I think you have to position yourself as how, how do you want to tell your personal founder story? Are you the face behind the brand? Um, are you showing up, um, you know, uh, championing the brand? Um, you know, you have to craft that narrative as well. So that is, you know, one aspect of the overall brand. And then, you know, it's figuring out your brand story as not the founder, but the company story. Hmm. It's then understanding, um, you know, is, is the story you're telling, do you have proof points? And that's what I call brand pillars. So if you're like, I'm sustainable, I'm mindful, I'm, you know, holistic, 
what are the features and benefits of your product or what are the elements of your service that are going to um, that are supported? You know, yeah. is it sustainable? Is it mindful? Is it eco-friendly or whatever your pillars are? So one, you have to have that support. And then the second thing to actualize it is um you have to make sure it's compelling to your customer base because a lot of people can have these great brand pillars, but if people don't care about them, then mm. you're not going to be relevant as well. And that's a lot of times a missing gap is we don't have a, a lot of people don't understand that consumer insight that needs to take place. You know, you think your idea is so great um, and it probably is, but is it compelling to the audience that you are going after? Um, so that's the second thing. And then to actualize it, you've got to show it, you know, you've got to um, show it online and offline and all those touch points as well. Because if the founder and the way the founder actualizes it and tells the story and shows up and those touch points, um, they're all out there. But if they're not consistent and they're not telling the same story, that's when there's the disconnect. So. Yeah. Um, so that I would cohesively, that, like cohesion yes. within everything that you say so that it's not like, well, she's, she's telling this, but I don't believe it because she's not really actualizing whatever she's saying or whatever that, you know, company is saying. That's so interesting, Melissa. Yeah, it's show me, um, support it, and then make sure it's compelling. I love that. And for you, I'm, I'm interested to learn about like you've worked with so many fashion brands and so many big brands in terms of, you know, the work that you do. And then now you're working more with like individuals, like smaller companies and startups and things like that. What is for you like the difference and the most exciting part of switching from big companies to like working with little, uh, not little, but, you know, more individual and smaller companies? Great question. So I think there is one, the personal joy of seeing someone, you know, take an idea or retool an idea and launch it into the marketplace. So, you know, that is incredibly hard, like entrepreneurship, putting yourself out there, creating products and services, um, in, you know, investing your time and money, um, that, that's a lot of work. And if you don't walk that path, you don't know um, the challenges that are there every single day. So I think that's one thing is just that personal joy. And I think um, it's the opportunity to try and test things and do it um, at a quicker rate than, let's say, a bigger company that has so many channels and so many approvals that you know, that just have to happen by nature of being a bigger entity. Um, you know, on the flip, there's usually budget constraints and perhaps access to, you know, the data and the insights or a team. But, you know, as you begin to scale and also have that capital, then you can put certain processes in place that still allow, you know, a founder to, you know, have that flexibility in what they do, but also be supported with employees or, you know, an ad budget um, as well. Yes, I hear you. I bet it's really different because, you know, when you're doing it yourself, it's also like as uh, the majority of people who are listening perhaps have their own business and it's like at the beginning you're like everything you're not you're you're marketing you're you're like you know the person the founder the ceo the assistant like you're pretty much everything at the beginning and i believe as i started to move my my and started 
to grow my company, I think the one most exciting part of it has been adding team members that help me with other stuff that I can breathe. And also it's exciting to have more people inside the team. So um, that's really interesting to know that it's so different between, you know, bigger companies and smaller companies. And, and what is like the favorite part of, of your, of your job and what you do? I think it's the, the, it's the interaction with people and being able to teach someone a concept and then having them execute off of that. And so it's that learning process that's really exciting for me because you see when the wheels start, you know, turning and people start to get it. And I think that's so important because then they realize, okay, this, this service um, this experience with me, you know, was worth it. It was worth their investment. Um, it was worth the time that they put in. And, and that's really important because there are people who, you know, perhaps don't think they need it. And it, it, it's so disheartening for me because it's not because it, it's, of course, I want the business, but it's really not about that. It's saving people time and money and helping them create the best product that they can. Um, so when all that comes together, I'm like, oh, it's just beautiful. That sounds amazing. And I bet it's so satisfying to, you know, be able to take the idea out of somebody and, you know, kind of creating it in real life and in, in real time. Because I think a lot of the times what happens is we have great ideas or like you said, we have an idea, but the execution of that idea is a whole different story. Like just having an idea, it's great, but you know, the way you execute it can succeed or can totally fail. Um, I mean, you can reframe failing into like, that was not the way to go. You could do it again, <laughs> but helping somebody through that successful story just sounds so, so fun. And, and what do you do nowadays? How can people work with you? What are your projects nowadays? Um, tell us a little bit. Yeah. So in 2020, so last year, um, I launched uh, a branding accelerator. So it is an accelerator for uh, designers, um, fashion, lifestyle and wellness uh, brands. And um, we go in to an intensive on how to build your brand foundation. So I open up that program a couple times a year. I'm going to be opening it up this spring and it's online learning and group coaching and you are fully supported by the community and myself to really build the foundation of your brand. And um, I love that because there's friendships being made, there are people getting um, work done and it's beautiful. And then I also have one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching as well. So it's called Build It and it's another intensive where we take your idea or retool your idea through um, you know, a very similar process, touch on marketing, um, touch on photography, social media, and all the good stuff. So you um, are confident that you can pitch, promote, and sell your products through strong branding and brand strategy. And then if people, you know, aren't necessarily ready for any of those, um, I do strategy sessions, one to offer clarity. A lot of times I'm offering, you know, support that you can just do it or taking that idea and like, let's put, let's put a game plan together around, you know, that business idea that you've been thinking about, but you need some guidance and directions before um, you move in. So those are the major ways people can work with me. 
I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain <laughs> and ask you all these questions. I'm so, so um, grateful for your time, for your energy, for your presence here. And where is the best way where people can find you? Because I'm sure that after this, there is a lot of people that are going to want to be in your world. So where is the, where are you located on the online? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. So on Instagram, my handle is Melissa Hall NY. Um, you can always send me a DM. Um, I love that. I have two um, companies. So the first one is my consultancy for fashion, lifestyle, and wellness brands primarily. Uh, it's my name, MelissaHallConsulting.com. And then if you are in this fashion space, uh, TheEmergingDesigner.com. And I post a lot of contest, open calls, uh, marketing tips. But then I have a newsletter where I um, post content more frequently about the opportunities as well. And uh, if you are in the fashion space, I do encourage you to sign up for that because um, I post a lot of opportunities. Um, and I've seen so many people win contests, scholarships, grants, awards, wow. like people email me, you know, maybe once a month or, um, you know, they've won a contest. I just heard of a designer in LA who won a contest and won $10,000 and a photo shoot with um, a TV show. So wow. I love that. So that sounds amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I love those I, those stories and those things. Um, that's so exciting. Not in the fashion world myself, but I'm sure a lot of people um, in they're listening to right now perhaps are. So that's super exciting for them. Again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your energy and your story and just sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. So thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. And thank you, all of you, for listening and for being part of the community. I love you. I send you a huge hug, and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.